now, time for seafood news. You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast, brought to you by another podcast, Mintech's new podcast, Agri-Food for Thought with Jamie Chadwick and Simon Duke. Released bi-weekly, this new podcast for agriculture and food professionals features market insights, trends, and news. You can listen to the Agri-Food for Thought podcast on SoundCloud and Spotify. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Erna Berry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. And believe it or not, this is our last episode of the year. Say it ain't so. <laughs> yeah, but what a year it's been. We put out, I, I looked it up, we put out 42 episodes. Uh, we were actually, busy this year. Sorry, scratch that. This episode marks 43. See? We have been very busy. Who deserves a raise? <laughs> <laughs> but I should have done the math on how many hours of us talking that comes out to. Way too many. That would have been, yeah. But you know what? The people, they love us. They love our voice. So let's, you know, keep giving it enough. Want, you know? um, but we also had so many great guests on the podcast this year from our very own colleagues like Ibi Idana Boye and Jenna Schreiber, who shared some valuable market insights two interviews live from the show floors at Seafood Expo North America and Seafood Expo Global in Barcelona. I think my favorite interview this year was at Nordstrom's when we interviewed chefs Jordan Korn and Cal Cass. That, that was just like favorite experience. Experience, right? Like they filled up, like we, we ate and then we just got to talk about delicious food. And so that was like about, uh you know, the restaurant's partnership with Trident Seafoods to bring Wild Alaska Pollock to shoppers in March and April. Um, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, you're right. That was just an overall good experience. But it was it was cool. I never thought we'd get to like interview chefs like in their restaurant after just binging on an awesome meal. That was that yeah, was a cool experience. Was so good. Yeah, and then I like we had some really great ones in in Barcelona at Seafood Expo Global. Uh, I I can't even like the the crushy guys the 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 crunchy sushi. Um, they were so interesting to talk to, and their product was so cool at the at the scotland uh booth okay can you ask me about my favorite oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> lauren who was your favorite interview this year um so i was going to share how all of my all of my favorites are from seafood expo global <laughs> and you know the crucy guys <laughs> the guys behind crunchy sushi like you said they have an amazing story. Their product is awesome, both interesting and inspiring. And then Gilpin Bradley of Scotland Westeros. Um, get this guy a TV show. He's so knowledgeable, passionate, funny, engaging. Like we are forever fans of uh, artisan Scottish salmon because I know. And he told so many like great stories just about like how they've just brought in so many like just like local people to work and how they've just like changed the lives of so many people too, which is always really great to hear because I feel like that is a story that happens a lot in the seafood industry, how this industry can change people's lives and, and these in these little towns. Right. You really don't hear enough about that too. I know. We could have talked to him the entire day. Yeah. Um, and I, and then, I sat there and ate the food the entire day as well. Exactly. <laughs> and great swag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and of course, um, Catherine Rabin of Norway's Ode. She mm -hmm. was like a wealth of information talking about the exciting work Ode is doing in the farmed cod space, which is, yeah. you know, not brand new, but kind of brand new. Um, so that was that was super great, too. So all of mine are, you know, you did so much work getting all these um, these guests lined up. 
Me. But my favorites were the ones that we were just like, this guy wants to talk to us. Let's go. <laughs> that did happen a lot. People excited to talk to us. That, that did make us feel good. It did. We love talking to people. So if you're going to be at Seafood Expo Global next year in 2024, reach out we, to us. because We don't know if we're going, but. <laughs> but maybe. And so but let's maybe. we are. Give us a reason to go. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's brings to the point. I'm not sure what next year is going to bring at all, but I'm hoping it will at least be the same fun banter, top mm-hmm. news, interesting interviews that you've come to expect from us. Um, so although we will be taking a few weeks off from recording, I hope you pick back up and listen to us in 2024. Because we are hardworking mothers bringing the holiday magic this time of year. <laughs> Lauren, let's get into why we're here. The news. Uh, Trident is ending the year with perhaps its biggest move in its 50-year history. The company announced last week that it will be selling four shore-based processing plants in Alaska, uh, Kodiak, Ketchikan, Pe- uh, Petersburg, and False Pass. In addition, Trident is also downsizing its support functions in Seattle by 10%. The move will position the company to fund the reinvestments necessary to continue to lead in the Alaska seafood action. CEO Joe Bundren said that bold action today is necessary to deliver fair value to fleet communities and all stakeholders into the future. Uh, Jeff Wellborn, the senior vice president of Alaska operations at Trident, added that the company's Kodiak operations are integral to the Gulf of Alaska fisheries. And Wellborn said that they are highly efficient multi-species plants and that the company is working diligently to find a new owner to support the fleet and the Kodiak community. And while the company is seeking buyers, Trident will still operate in Kodiak, but with a significantly scaled back winter season. As for other seasonal plans, Wellborn added that they are optimistic that the new ownership and Trident's continued service to the fleet through other locations will mean little to no disruption for regional salmon fleets. The restructuring will support Trident's strategic drive to modernize its processing plants throughout Alaska. In August, the company announced a delay to the three-year plan to build a new state-of-the-art processing plant in Unalaska's Dutch Harbor to replace an aging plant in Yucatan, Alaska. Construction is likely to resume once the restructuring activities are complete. The news was definitely the head turner last week, but also making headlines was the announcement that Maine will be receiving $17 million from NOAA to help improve data on endangered North Atlantic right whales. The money is coming from the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2022, which establishes a $26 million fund for states with lobster fisheries. And the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission is administering the fund and dividing the money among states. Governor Janet Mills said that these funds will ensure that federal regulators can no longer burden this vital industry with management decisions based on poor data that threatens the livelihood of thousands of Mainers. Patrick Kelleher, Maine's Department of Marine Resources Commissioner, added that they are looking to collect data that tells us what is happening in the Gulf of Maine, so that they can be protective of whales in a way that also doesn't devastate Maine's lobster industry. Which is huge because there is a lack lack of data on North Atlantic right whale presence and fishing efforts in the Gulf of Maine, which has resulted in a lot of uncertainty in these existing models that the federal government uses to determine the risk of serious injury and mortality to right whales by lobster gear. So this is just 100% absolutely fantastic news for Maine's lobster industry. Agreed. Now moving along, Amanda, I take it you watched the last episode of Beat Bobby Flay on Food Network? You know it. (laughs) (laughs) I watch a show pretty sporadically, and I I honestly can't even tell you the last time I watched a brand new episode. Like, I had no idea what time it, like, airs or what day. 
um like i i always watch it but just like a, i always just assume it's like repeats um but i made sure i was in front of my tv last tuesday because our girl chef antonia lafasso was Woo-hoo. on I know. So in case you're not a Pollock fanatic like us, Chef Antonio Lafaso has been the keynote speaker at the Association of Genuine Alaska Pollock Producers annual meeting for the past two years. This year, Amanda shared the stage with her and got a chance to interview her and act as a sous chef. And this past week, Chef Antonia competed on Beat Bobby Flay's special holiday throwdown edition. But the real kicker was that the episode was titled The Feast of the Seven Fishes. Now, for those unfamiliar with the premise of the show, start watching TV. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, the goal is for the guest chefs to beat Bobby Flay. um, But to get to the famous celebrity chef, the guest chefs have to battle each other by preparing a dish based on a surprise ingredient. So in the case of the Feast of Seven Fishes episode, round one of the competition requires Chef Antonio Lafaso and Chef Christian Petroni to show off their skills in the kitchen using fresh squid and ink. Um, and of course, Chef Antonia is a TV veteran. She's been on Top Chef, Chopped, Cutthroat Kitchen. Um, and for the past two summers, she's hosted Beachside Brawl, but I couldn't believe it. Um, this was the first time she competed on Bobby Fly. I know. I was really surprised to learn that as well. Yeah. But she absolutely killed it. No, uh, no surprise there. For round one, she chose to use the squid and ink to make calamari with a squid ink batter, a dish that she actually features at one of her restaurants, Scopa Italian Roots. Chef Christian went with a squid ink carbonara, and while Chef Alex had praise for both dishes, only one chef could move forward, Chef Antonia. Of course, of course. We expected nothing less. And now, uh, Lauren, I don't know if you can talk about this yet, but you're hoping to get into future leaders for 2024? I am. I am drafting my essay as we speak. Oh, okay. Um, you should be focusing on this podcast, but that's fine. Well, you know, <laughs> priorities. <laughs> but one of the isn't one of the um the locations that they're traveling to in twenty twenty four isn't it Los Angeles? It sure is. So I think I'll have to go with you on that trip, and then we'll have to just go into Scopa Italian Roots because her restaurant. I want to try that that squid ink calamari. I know, and and we love a good calamari. So oh yeah. So uh, the second round of the competition, Chef Antonia had to go up against Chef Michael Simon with a new surprise ingredient, Branzino. <laughs> so uh, the kitchen heated up as Chef Antonia decided to prepare a crispy Branzino in a seafood broth. She put the whole fish right in the fryer. Uh, Chef Michael filleted his fish, taking a different route with a pan-seared Branzino. Um, and Lauren, did you catch the Alaska Pollock call out? Oh, I did. And I feel like... I don't know if he was giving a little shade, but I feel like, you know what? She she proved him wrong. But Chef Michael called out Chef Antonia as Miss Filet of Fish. I I felt like it was an inside joke that I was included on. That's how I was taking it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> anyway, spoiler, Chef Antonia won the second round. So she got to pick a celebrity chef teammate to go up against the man himself, Bobby Flay. Uh, she challenged him to make a seafood fra diablo. Um, this tells you how bad of an Italian I am. I thought it was seafood fried diablo. <laughs> seafood. And I'm like, I'm like, oh wow, that looks great. And then like they're coming up with the captions on the screen. It's like fra diablo. I'm like, huh. <laughs> yes, you you are a bad Italian. <laughs> There's like somebody asked me one time. I think I told the story before. I'm like, well, I'm like, what's mangia? And they're like, manja? Like <laughs> to eat. Right my grandmother's rolling in her grave right now uh okay but yeah so the seafood fra diablo it's typically a medley of seafood and pasta served with a light tomato and chili pepper based sauce um they had to make that as well as two sides 
And of course, the chefs had to include seven fishes because it is the Feast of Seven Fishes. And she did. She beat Bobby Flay. I I wasn't, I mean, watching the show, like she she seemed like she was on top of it. She finished with like so much time to spare too, but her point oh, yeah, was beautiful. Right? She had unique stuff. So yeah, I had, I mean, I know her. <laughs> like she should have, I knew she should have gone to the end. So I was excited she beat Bobby Flay. But yeah, it was cool that she beat Bobby Flay. But more importantly, oh, cool. it was an episode that was entirely dedicated to seafood, which was even cooler. So seafood, it called out her Pollock background. <laughs> exactly. And, and she won. And she won. But I'm like, there's not enough shows that just, it, it's, it was cool to watch an episode that just completely focused on seafood because yeah, yeah, like sometimes like you're watching some of these other shows and like, yeah, it'll be like a secret ingredient in there. Or they'll say like, yeah, you need to use a squid ink, but to have a full hour dedicated just to seafood and the Feast of Seven Fishes was pretty cool. And I'll tell you what, on commercial breaks, I was looking up different recipes for my own my own family's piece of i know because you guys do some fishes too right yeah we do the piece of some fish. does your family do it we don't but i feel like i need to i oh, always yeah. bring like two or three yeah <laughs> it's a lot to to have all the seven on on your plate you know like yeah bring um but this year so uh i've <laughs> i've been eyeing this on instagram it's from uh, the seafood nutrition partnership posted it it's a lobster pull apart bread from seafood nutrition partnership so if you go to seafoodnutrition.org and you go into like their recipes and just if you google lobster pull apart bread you can find it but this like came up on their instagram and so i immediately went to their website to get the recipe and it doesn't call for a lot of ingredients um and the the prep time is only 10 minutes the cook time is only 35 minutes you just need lobster tail paprika olive oil sourdough bread butter garlic and then like your choice of cheese and some like you know or red lobster cheddar bay biscuit bread oh there you go but I, I can't even express to you. I'm, you know what? Since we're, Lauren and I aren't in the same room recording, Lauren, I'm gonna I'm gonna text you this. this yeah, photo. send it over. Um, it is it just it's mouth watering looking, and so that's on my list for for feasts and fishes this year. So that's gonna be one of our fish because we like to spread it out. We do like a couple of appetizers. You know, we always have like everybody always loves coconut shrimp, so we'll do a coconut shrimp. I'm gonna make this bread, and then we always get crab legs. Ooh, that does look delicious. You didn't even explain that it was like a nice little round roll, and it was cut up like into little cubes and, and yeah, you can just, see, you can just it's see like a like a blooming chunks, onion but like but with just lobster chunks and yeah. cheese and fresh herbs just hanging off of it oh that does look fantastic right, okay this is All gonna right. be I, I don't know if that can make this the photo of our of our podcast episode <laughs> but i'm gonna definitely include the link in the story notes so that way so that way somebody else can go check out this lobster pull apart bread and go make it and i will make it and i will share it somehow to everybody after christmas so keep out there but yeah lauren i highly i you still have a, a few or a few weeks is it two weeks it's 10 days you have 11 days to go till christmas <sighs> don't remind me i still so. have to <laughs> <buy> so much <laughs> well we'll like we'll let you get back to that then lauren S- send us off for the year we'll see you next year <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll do it a little bit better than that I can't believe this is a wrap on 2023. Thank you for listening to the Seafood <laughs> Podcast this year. Thanks for dealing with Lauren. I know I have a lot to deal with. Amanda's <laughs> the talker. <laughs> and please don't forget to keep listening to us next year. Just because we're taking a few weeks off, don't forget about us. Back and better than ever in 2024. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.